I'll tell you what. You are listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. I'll tell you what. This is the macho man, Randy Savage. And you are listening to my man, Rob. Don't you go away. Turn to the spice. No man is ever truly good. No man is ever truly free. 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 No Alistair Black's theme from my good friends in It Lives a Breeze. Dudes, as always, thank you for letting me use your tunes. Guys, check them out on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes. Always the best WWE playlist you can find out there on the internet. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for letting me use your tunage. And right now, it is late Saturday night. Logistics were a little bit of a problem. Timing was a little bit of a problem. But Mr. Bill Bodkin, that's right, the editor-in-chief, the man, the myth, the legend himself, reached out and said, hey, man, we got to do this podcast Let's make it happen. Bill, thank you so much for making this happen. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Why don't you tell everyone where you are right now? Uh, you know what? I'd rather not. <laughs> currently, currently in a lighthouse in Bangor, yes. Maine, bearing the winter storms. Yes, yes. But I will, uh, I will put it this way. You know, the show must go on. That's what we do. You know, this is this is journalism. This this is what we do, man. I have done interviews in the most weirdest of places and done a lot of weird stuff in my 20 year career. So, you know, hey, man, sometimes you have to do this Saturday night at 1040. Hey, man. No, nothing else I'd rather be doing right now, man. It's it's good to be talking to you, good brother. And uh, you ready to talk some Elimination Chamber? Oh, I am ready to talk some Elimination Chamber. I am channeling my Lord and Savior Hangman Page. I've got myself <laughs> a nice alcoholic beverage. I'm a functioning, going to be functioning throughout this podcast, so let's do it. Let's do this thing, man. So, Bill, you're kind of running the show here. You got the match card. Again, logistics are all over the place, man, but the show must go on. Uh, let her rip, man. Where are we starting? I know um, a narwhal ate your laptop, so you don't have it in front of you yeah. while you're up in that lighthouse in Maine. Yeah, um, pretty much. Spoilers, Rob is actually not in the lighthouse in Maine. Yeah. Or is he? Uh, I'm just, um, from Parts so Unknown. Is. I'm in Parts Unknown. Oh, if you see the Ultimate Warrior run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the exalted well, let's one. Start, let's start off. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll start from. Uh, it, I'm going off Wikipedia. Let's start off with a match that was announced uh, this coming this past week. It is a singles match between Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. I'll say interesting, man. Uh, like the matchup, you know, as we always say, the real winners are going to be the fans. Probably a lot of technical wrestling, not. Not my style per se, but it's probably going to be a great story, great match. Uh, I see Daniel Bryan coming out on top easy. Um, so it's cool that it's in Philadelphia. And, you know, Gulak's from Philadelphia. Um, man, if this were in another promotion, this would be the main event. And this would probably be like a 45-minute just beat the snot out of each other type of match. Um, I'm expecting a really good match. I'm expecting a hot crowd for this match. Um, it's interesting because Daniel Bryan doesn't really have anything happening um, yeah. for WrestleMania. As John Cena said a few years ago, 
he has no road to WrestleMania, mm. um, which I always thought was the dopiest angle going because he was John Cena. But you know, let's, we'll talk about him later. Um, so I wonder if they're going to build something off of this. Uh, I think the the smart move, in my opinion, would be to have Drew Gulak win the match. Oh. Establish a guy, and, and let's 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 not forget Daniel Bryan, as he did earlier this uh, late last year, I should say, has no problem with making anyone, especially a younger guy, look great. As you know, with Adam Cole, great um, call, good call, I, what, good call. What I'm going to dub the greatest SmackDown of all time. <laughs> um, yes, hey, maybe except for the first one and a couple others, but that was the top SmackDown of all time. So I think you're going to get a. This will be. I'm going to just say this is going to be the match of the night. Wow. And yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I would put Gulak over here, but I feel like uh, Daniel Bryan's going to win. And maybe Gulak recruits somebody to fight Bryan for WrestleMania. Maybe. Uh, But I I think Gulak is a really. uh, What's your opinion on Drew Gulak? He's not a guy that I think ever really gets talked about. Uh, yeah, kind of, again, like many people, you know, we could go on on and on with this huge list, kind of lost in the shuffle, uh, always great on the mic, you know, those PowerPoint presentations, great in the ring, uh, trained a lot of guys that we talk to all the time. Um, so I'm a big fan, big proponent of his. I'd like to see him on camera more. I'm glad he gets this pay-per-view spot, but I don't see him having a big, uh, road to WrestleMania. Uh, conversely, I will say a little fantasy booking shout to our man, uh, hashtag dad goals, uh, Mr. Mike Vacchiano. He said, uh, the great match for WrestleMania again, fantasy booking, put Daniel Bryan against Ricochet, uh, you know, obviously different, sto- different shows, both faces, but what a match that would be if, uh, they put some time into that. That could be a show stealer right there, but I, I digress. Oh, Ricochet who lost to Riddick Moss this week. Oh, don't get me started. What's that about, man? Well, I mean, well, I mean, we got nothing for the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, I get you have to establish Riddick Moss as something. And it's so funny. Like, the backstory was that he was not going to renew his contract with WWE. That was the rumor in innuendo. And they were like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't leave. Don't leave. We'll, we'll do something with you. And so he goes to the main roster. Every match he's won or participated in, He's never had a TV entrance. He's always just in the ring. So Ricochet, who was just at a, at a, at a pro, high-profile match in the show that shall not be named. Huh. There it is. Even though he got squashed, comes out and loses to a guy who didn't even, just didn't even get an introduction. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, I understand you have to, and, you know, someone said he could not win a title that Kelly Kelly and Santa Claus um, one. Yeah. It's sad. I, I don't know if they've lost faith in Ricochet or not. I hope not. He's amazing. Yeah. And, but they might've lost faith in him. And Why? Well, that, or they're going to do the whole redemption angle thing. Like he's going to lose a lot, then comes back. I don't know. I mean, Rick, he's not a good promo, um, at all. Really, I, honestly, like that's not his strength. Yeah, he pokes fun uh, at himself for it, but in the ring, I mean, I, he's amazing. He's as good as it gets, and I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's been a year since he's been uh, on the main roster. I mean, they, they could just be like, okay, the Ricochet experiment didn't work. I and hope. I mean, move him 
him to NXT then. Like, put him back. Like, let him go have good matches with people. You and I have talked about this offline where I had this whole rant of NXT is has a, uh, a dearth or is devoid, I should say, of, of true baby faces right now. You want to do that list, man? You gave me that amazing list. I think it's a great point. So, and and, and this is, um, like I said, we have all the time in the world. Rob's in a lighthouse right now. <laughs> is um, It's NXT, one of the big things, are, a lot of people talk about the stale creativity of NXT and how uh, AEW is, in, and this is not me, this is not going to be an AEW rant, is, has been beating them in, in, their, in, their, in the ratings. And one of the things I think is that AEW does better i think than nxt right now and i know that's like sacrilege to so many people is there are clear good guys and clear bad guys Hmm. right now nxt is mostly bad guys and even the quote-unquote good guys don't really act like good guys johnny gargano he's saying he's a face but he's a heel tommaso Ciampa is a face but still acts like a heel ray ripley is, a, is supposed to be a face, but acts like a heel. I mean, you don't do your whole en- en- entrance dance to, you know, and let someone get their ass kicked, you know, yeah, if you're a real good guy. Yeah. Bianca Belair, she's a heel. Dakota Kai is a heel. Um, Dijakovic, I think he's a heel. I don't think he's a face. Uh, Adam Cole's a heel. Velveteen Dream is a quote-unquote face, but acting like an uber heel. All of Undisputed Era is a heel. I mean, your only true baby faces right now are Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Tegan Knox. I mean, because you also have Walter and Finn Balor on that list. They're both heels, I guess. So there's no who, – who do you have to root for? And, man, what a great person to re-inject into NXT than a beloved NXT superstar like Ricochet. Well said. Man. Who, that's, that's his style. Those are his people. And I know some people might say, oh, it's a demotion, but uh, I don't know. Let's be honest, guys. Like, going to NXT is not a demotion. I mean, yeah, it gets less ratings and stuff than Raw or SmackDown, but I don't know if he'll be used better. At least I think so. NXT's creative has been kind of suspect recently, but they know how to use a guy like that. So I don't know. I feel like put Ricochet back in NXT, get him off TV, because I think he's just going to become another guy. And... I don't think he's the type of guy who would, if he's just treated like a jabron, if his contract's in theory is up next year because he signed a three-year deal in 2018, why wouldn't that guy who's still in his late 20s, early 30s, why wouldn't he say, well, I did great in New Japan, I'll just go back there? Or he's got plenty of opportunities elsewhere. And this is not a, Bill says everyone should go to AEW rant. It's like, <laughs> he has op- he has options. Yeah. And if he doesn't stay... He has options, and people would pay good money for his talent. So yeah. WWE has to look at some of these guys and be like, "I ha- we have to do something with this guy because we can't lose him. So I can see Ricochet, hey, man, you, you, you want to just use him as a cannon fodder? No, he can go elsewhere, and he'll get over, and he'll do really well, and he'll make people money. So they got to be careful. But they, yeah, that's my thought on Daniel Bryan versus Drew. Yeah, I know. No, it's, uh, I'm with you, man. And real quick, you know, we'll go, we're bouncing all over the place. So that's fine because you know what? We're kind of throwing this thing together last minute, and guess what? It's pretty much uh, what they did for the pay per view uh, this time around. So uh, I think we're yeah, good because we're also talking about this is this is the granddaddy of them all. This is WrestleMania, and we all know post WrestleMania is 
in theory, the superstar shakeup. There's a lot of moving parts right now in the world of wrestling where you can't just talk about WWE like we did a year ago, two years ago, where everything is in a vacuum because they're the only game in town. Like, everyone, again, not just AEW, but Impact, MLW, New Japan, like, they've got the Ring of Honor. They have money to sign people. Like, people forget that ROH is owned by Sinclair, which has billions of dollars more than WWE right now. Yeah. So they're looking and they're spending money. I mean, Marty Skrull did not go join his friends in AEW because they backed up the truck for him. Yeah. So there are options out there. And I think we have to take all this into consideration when talking about the blast pay-per-view before WrestleMania, which is supposed to set up all the angles for WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's kind of weird right now. I'm not sure, you know, how much, uh, you know, how many, angles this this road to wrestlemania is going to bring with this pay-per-view uh i'm a little confused uh just jumping all over the place i know what about uh ricochet versus the irish ace for that cruiserweight championship that would be a good one i mean oh i mean i've been watching i mean i i think a lot of people forget from that first nxt uk tour oh well that was the no it was the wwe united kingdom championship tournament jordan devlin sucked (laughs) on that show he was not good. And he's talked about that in interviews, like how he's not good. He was not good on that show. And that is a guy who's broken his ass to become, I think, one of the best wrestlers going right now. Him and Ricochet, that since his, and again, that would work if he was the NXT champion. You know, if he went back to NXT because it's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship now. Um, Ricochet and Jordan Devlin would tear the house down. And that would be a great, great match. Yeah for takeover Tampa. oh i like that too okay again yeah i gotta send ricochet i don't even want to say back but you gotta send ricochet to nxt man that would that'd be uh phenomenal but uh i guess let's keep it moving here with the elimination chamber i know it's well, not too exciting uh, we, the, the next match is one of my favorite guys okay. and it's gonna be for the united states championship andrade taking on Umberto Carrillo. Oh, here should I? I feel like I should just take your rant from the last show and just cut it in right now. I would like to say how Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega, Jesus, Zelina Vega uh, mentioned his dimples in a promo, and I was like, um, "You're welcome for listening to the right? Pop Culture Podcast and Dude, stealing from me." I say that all the time. First of all, I was like, "Yep, we said that." All right, you know, I'm saying they take your good material, Bill, all the time. Uh, I, I've read, I think Andrade, I'm sorry, I think Umberto, I think Umberto's going to win because it's just like, no, you've you, you been building him for so long. It's just like, like, okay, just pull the trigger guys. Just do it. I mean, I'm never going to get my Andrade Rey Mysterio hair versus mask match. I All have right. to give that pipe dream up. Um, I think Umberto's going to get the title. Does he go into WrestleMania with the title? Uh, maybe not, but, uh, I think he wins here because you just, you can't have him lose again because this is what they've been doing. He's been yo-yoed up and down of how many times he lose to AJ Styles, how many times he lose to Andrade, how many times he lose to Angel Garza before he finally won a match. So it's like, I feel like they're going to put it on him. And if they don't, I guess we're going to get some sort of, they're going to build that to WrestleMania. But I, f- I feel like it's, I feel like it's uh, Johnny Dimple's time to win. <laughs> uh, I'll say Johnny Dimple's, uh, 
I'll say he won't win this one. I'll say there'll be some sort of hijinks or shenanigans, however you want to say it. Uh, probably some sort of disqualification ending. You know, Andrade just came back, kind of that low-key, what, suspension or whatever, held on to the belt. You know, people are on Twitter like, hey, who's the U.S. champion right now? And I had to think about it. I'm like, wait, oh, yeah, Andrade. He hasn't, like, been on TV. But uh, but I digress. But I think, I, I just think Andrade retains. We'll see Angel Garza, I think, pop in. And, you know, the rumored match for WrestleMania is that fatal four-way, which I don't quite see how all the pieces fit. But that kind of sums up uh, a lot of the stuff what's, that's going on right now. And, and what's the rumored fatal four-way? Yeah, uh, what would it be? Uh, Umberto, Andrade, Garza, in Rey Mysterio, in some sort of four-way or tag or something for me. Uh, I'd be okay with the four-way between those guys because everyone is like, like I love how everyone's like, oh my god, like Garza and Umberto are great together. I'm like. Well, yeah, they've wrestled four thousand times. They should be good together. Like, <laughs> like I've always been an angel. I've been a Garza guy for a while. I've seen him in AAA. I saw him in MLW. I saw him in the Crash. I've seen him a lot. Okay. And that dude is like, when people say this guy can be Eddie Guerrero, like, there's a reason for that because he's like charismatic. He's a good wrestler. Um, Umberto, like I've said on previous podcasts, is still super young. So it's like. They're pushing him a little too hard, too fast for me, but um, I think he would have benefited more time in NXT, but, you know, that's, that the cannon ring the bell there. So I think Garza's been the, uh, a low-key MVP for WWE. Uh, like, he's a guy who came in to fill in a spot, and I feel like he's taken the ball and run with it. I think he's been very good. Oh, yeah. Well, Ch- Charlie uh, Caruso, Crow Russo, I should say, uh, she seems she seems to like him very much, so uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting distracted, but what's the next, what's the next match we got here, bud? Uh, we have a no disqual. I didn't even know when this match was announced. Um, Alistair Black versus AJ Styles in a no disqualification match. Yeah, I didn't even know this was like, I mean, I read it, but I don't remember it like happening or being announced, right? No, I, I don't at all. I mean, I, I haven't kept up with everything as best as I could, but I don't remember that. I mean, I'm excited for this match, but again, I see... Uh, in fact, I'll let you take the lead on this one because you had a pretty interesting kind of theory. Uh, it's been kicked around on the social media, and I think it actually would be the best match possible is that uh, this eventually leads to, especially with the no disqualification thing going on, uh, there were rumors there was going to be The Undertaker and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Which we have been uh, saying on the podcast for three years. The Phenom versus the Phenomenal one. I want to splice all those clips together. We've been pushing that for years. Now they finally get around to it. And like you said, it might not happen. Sorry, shameless plug had to get it in there. I don't I don't know, but it, it, it feels like I feel like they could be pushing towards an a Alistair Black, Undertaker and Kane versus the OC match. And I actually wouldn't mind that match at all because it's like Alistair could do a lot of the heavy lifting, and then you get the hot tag to Kane, and then Kane gets bumped around, and then you finally do the hot tag to the Undertaker. Undertaker comes in, and he, you know, he wins the day, and he'll probably he would probably be the one to do the pinfall just to pop the crowd. But like, I would love to see like that's the one type of like legend thing I, I wouldn't mind, and that's how legends are used well. Is like let Undertaker and Kane elevate Aleister Black because Aleister Black is already protected in WWE and so I would love to see that 
And uh, I would also love to see, you know, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and AJ, you know, in a high-profile match like that on on WrestleMania. And and for AJ to have a good WrestleMania match, because he is yet to really have one. I feel like all his matches have kind of been let down. I mean, the Nakamura match was terrible, in my opinion. I mean, him versus Shane was whatever, and him versus Randy last year was whatever. You know? rough. Uh, mm. Most people remember the chant, you know, turn the lights down, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. eh, I, I think that'd be good. I think um, I think Aleister Black wins due to in- interference from The Undertaker. Yeah, I, I like that, man. Really well said. I love your theories. Because, like I said, we've been pushing Undertaker versus Styles. Again, you know, with The Undertaker, you know, just he's been doing it forever. Nothing but respect from all of us for the dead man. Uh, He's been killing it, you know, for years and years and years. He's still doing it one way or another. But it gets to that point where it's just like... You want to pull the trigger on this match before, I don't want to say before it's too late, but you know, you want to see it done the right way and the right time frame because we have all these dream matches that we never saw, like Sting versus Undertaker, which was another rumor going on. Um, the, I don't know about that, man, because he yeah. had that broken neck. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he could, but I feel like they would also say that for Saudi Arabia. Right. And, and they, oh gosh. Well, and again, like the timing would have to be right. Like we, we may be past that point. You know what I'm saying? But I love that AJ Styles versus Undertaker idea. I'm all for that. I think it's great. Uh, but that being said, I really like what you're saying with Kane kind of jumping in because, I mean, he's a mayor. You're the biggest Kane fan well, of all Not time. even that. Not even just that. And I'm not denying that by any means. But, you know, him being the mayor, he has made plenty of appearances. He's won the 24-7 title. He has made plenty of appearances in WWE. He checks in whenever he wants. I'm sure he'll be there for Mania in one aspect or another. I like that match. So either way, I'm happy. Uh, the great thing about the six man is you do get a lot more people involved. The Andersons, the Gallows, uh, you and know. you protect the older guys. Like yes, you don't yes. you don't need Kane and Undertaker doing a 15 minute match, a solo match. You, you just don't need that. They, they don't need to do that. You know. Uh, but let me throw this out there for you. Post WrestleMania, Alistair Black. Uh, as I'm saying, they don't need to wrestle 15 minute matches. Alistair Black versus The Undertaker. Hmm. I mean, I'm. I mean, we want it. I mean, I've been. You know, I mean, always... take my take my money. Yeah, that's I, what I say. Oh yeah. I mean, this fantasy booking that you know we always do on Twitter and all that stuff. Like I always said, I would love to have like a, a faction called Demonic or something like that with like you know the Demon Finn, the Canes, the Undertakers, the Alistair Black, something like that. But we always want to see these guys fight. You know, uh, Demon Finn versus Alistair, Undertaker versus Demon Finn, whatever mix you know mix and match you can do with that. That would be really really cool. Um, but I think the end game here, we all agree, is let's make Aleister Black look awesome because he was awesome in NXT, one of my favorites. You know, we opened the show today with his uh, theme, the cover by It Lives at Breeze. Him going up to the main roster, he's not really had any feuds. He fought Cesaro a couple times. The only feud he had really was with Murphy. Didn't really get pinned at all. Yeah, yeah, but we need, like, some real feuds. I I think you and I were talking, and we had some, like, good ideas for, like, kind of like mid cards and stuff he could feud with. I can't I can't think of who it was, but I think the end game here is Alistair wins. I'm going to go Alistair wins this particular match with probably a gong or a lightning bolt or the lights go out um, and yeah. a black mass. And I hope it turns into just a really fun storyline that we can get behind because we, we need something right now, you know? 
I don't think we've ever we've also seen the full in WWE proper the full the gloves taken off of Alistair just yet. Like I don't think we've seen him go nuts yet. Like we saw in NXT. I've seen it on the Independence where he just goes ham. And like he just and like and I think we need to see that. And I think man, like having the Undertaker there, like I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, he's the guy. Let's move on let's move on to the next match. Um I don't really wish I wish this match wasn't happening, honestly. It is a rematch from Monday Night Raw, which is a rematch from three shows previously. Um yeah. the Street Profits, the new Raw Tag Team Champions versus Seth Rollins and Don't Call Me Buddy. Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> well, well said. I'll keep it short and sweet on this one. Love the Street Profits. I remember the first NXT show in Asbury Park. They were there. I said, Bill, this dude, Montez Ford, he's the fantastic. Second, second Asbury Park show. Oh, the, oh, the second one. Okay, I thought I said just a second. Yeah, and um, they were just been in NXT for such a long time. I was thrilled to get, you know, see them get, I don't even want to say called up, the lateral move, however you want to call it, because, you know, we love NXT. Um, you know, I don't want to start that whole conversation, but them getting the belts, I think well-deserved, uh, you know, Owens checking in, obviously it looks like we're going to get Owens Rollins at mania. Okay, sure. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see them win. You know, Bianca was there to celebrate with her husband, which was a nice moment. Um, you know, behind the scenes, just on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. Super happy for them. I don't see them dropping the belts immediately after just winning it, uh, on Monday. I guess the ultimate plan here is AOP versus the Street Profits. Ah, I'm an idiot. Yep. But I could also uh, no, stop it. Um, but I also could see it being like a multi-team thing because then you're gonna not. What are you gonna do with the Viking Raiders? Because hmm. like, them, and you have the other teams, and like, what happens if they don't do uh, the six-man? You know, with the OC and stuff like that. Um. I think the profits. I mean, the profits should retain. They need to retain because I mean, Doc. I can remember seeing Angelo Dawkins on NXT when it was on Hulu like eight, seven years ago, and he was in a thing called Shoot Nation. I think with uh, Madman Fulton and from Impact. Huh. Uh, um, like, yeah, they were like uh, shoot fighters, you know, mm-hmm. or shoot wrestlers. Yeah, and it was a t- it was terrible. That's why you you would be like, I've never heard of that. There's a no. reason for that. Um, so I was really happy to see Dawkins win. I think Dawkins is a guy who's going to end up being like an agent with WWE. I think he's a lifer. Him and Drew Gulak, I feel like are going to be lifers for WWE. Montez Ford is like going to be a, a freaking star, <laughs> like a solo yeah. star, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, the street profits are awesome. And like, I, I felt like when they, when they, when they came out, when they actually started wrestling, like there was a, there started to be a disconnect with the crowd, but I think they figured a lot of stuff out, and now they're back. And, man, don't kill that momentum. Really yeah. don't kill that momentum yeah. because they deserve it. And, oh, man, can you imagine their WrestleMania entrance? Yeah, oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. And I think the smartest thing WWE did, and I criticized WWE a lot, when they handed out those red solo cups, and that whole crowd was in Brooklyn was had those red solo cups up, Man, can you imagine a sea of those at WrestleMania? That that'd be amazing. You know when you oh, watch such you, you, a visual man. Yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. You know when you watch a TV show and they always have like the coffee in the coffee cups, and you're like, those are totally empty. Um, I feel like Montez Ford always comes out. I really legit feel like there's something in the cup every time. I mean, if, if it was me, it would 
be. Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but, and you've seen it in person. Um, Jameson. Any Pop Rick Christmas show. Um, <laughs> it is, but the thing is, they've never explained it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they've ever explained why he has the cup, but uh, yeah, no, I, Street Profits got to win. Street, Street Profits have to win here. Yeah, and I think it would, would go, think, like you said, to a multiple team. I think Owens team. will be involved again. Yeah, I, and I think it will go to a multiple team match in, uh, at WrestleMania. I'd love to see like a ladder or something like that. They probably won't go that route because we do have the multiple tag team match uh, at Elimination Chamber for the, the SmackDown side. You want to jump into that one? Yeah, it's going to be the champions, The Miz and John Morrison versus The New Day of Big E and Kofi Kingston versus The Usos versus uh, Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker versus Lucha House Party, Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Hey, I wonder where Kalisto is after he bitched about, you know, hating WWE but then re-upped a contract for five years. Um, and then versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who, okay, so on SmackDown, these there was a big gauntlet match, and I feel like Ziggler and Roode are going to be the final team in. Uh, did you watch SmackDown this week? No, I didn't. I, I have not. I I've seen you, man, like, I think SmackDown is, has become a, a freaking terrible show, uh, but this gauntlet match was awesome. And heavy machinery looked great. Yay! Like they they weren't just blue collar salad; they were blue collar awesome. <laughs> nice. They, I like. I mean, these guys. And like, I was not a. I was never uh, over the moon about these guys, but dudes brought their working boots and broke their ass, and they really, they really brought something special to this. And that's why I'm gonna say. Fuck it! I'm gonna say uh, Heavy Machinery is gonna take the titles. Dang man, you know what? I I I'm leaning that way. I think it's either here or I mean, at WrestleMania. I, I mean, like, like it's probably not gonna happen. But like, cause you just put the titles on Miz and Morrison. But I feel like the money match here, and WWE often doesn't care about money matches on mid-card stuff as we see with like how they could have put the belt on Rusev years ago and Rusev was Rusev day was red hot. Oh, shout out to Rob. Oh yeah. You mean uh, Rusev. on the pop break. <laughs> on the pop with uh, Rusev. Um, That's our friend. Yeah. He's your, he's your buddy. He's your best friend now. Uh, the money match for WrestleMania is rude and Ziggler versus heavy machinery. And the payoff here is Mandy Rose giving a smooch to Otis to play off the Macho Man, Randy Savage, George the Animal Steel angle from, gosh, 30 years ago, if not longer. Like, let that's a WrestleMania moment. Like, because, hey, what was one of the great moments from the Royal Rumble? Was Mandy Rose falling onto Otis's stomach? Basically, <laughs> not getting... It was great. It was inspired. Man, if you pay that off at WrestleMania, those people are going to pop. I don't care. I'll, I'll love it. I'm a, I'm a jaded son of a bitch, hey, bitch but I'll love that moment, man. I love, hey, who doesn't love a good minute of romance with a fat guy and a hot girl? It's literally my life. Um, Stop. But, like, no, I, th- I, I would love – I think – I, th- I think oh, I used to be really fat, by the way. Um, it was uh, heavy machinery. I think I'm going to go on a limb and say they're going to win. Probably not. Uh, it would happen in reality, but my the heart wants what the heart wants. 
Love it, man. Did anything? Ha- I'll say this before I make like my official pick. Did anything happen with Mandy and Otis and Ziggler on SmackDown? Okay, I didn't go that far into SmackDown. I just okay. saw the like the last half hour. That's it. So I don't really know. I feel like she's still with Ziggler. I guess. Yeah, because then like, yeah, it's confusing because you I, think I have no idea. You think you I, know? All I saw was all I saw was this match. Right. You think Ziggler and Rude you know, win here and then Otis and, you know, Tuck get the win at WrestleMania or something like that for the belts. That, prob- that probably is the smarter money or... Because it ties it all together. They'll have a three-way between... I don't know. It's such a hard thing to predict because do you then eliminate the New Day, the Usos, the Miz and the Miz and Morrison from a non-battle royal match at WrestleMania? Oh, that's really well said, and that's tricky. Again, because like, no offense to the Lucha House Party, but they don't give a shit about the Lucha House Party. Like Lucha House Party is filler. Like they're not going to win, and so they'll be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or something like that, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, can you eliminate those guys from WrestleMania? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You know, uh, because this, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not, you don't have a singles feud with The Miz. Yeah. Uh, for The Miz, I should say. Or Morrison. Or the, you don't have a feud for The New Day or The Usos. So, I mean, I could see a four-way between Otis, between Machinery, Dolphin Rude, Usos, and Miz and Morrison. But isn't that, wouldn't that be kind of strange? You know, we're thinking they might do that on the Raw side. We literally just had a gauntlet match. Now we're having, a, you know, six tag teams and an elimination chamber match. Now they're going to have, a, like, a four. I don't know. It's just, you know, all on the same show. It's it's really confusing. I don't know where to go on this one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's, I, it's a tough call. I don't see Usos going into Mania again with the titles. I don't see New Day going into Mania again with the titles. You know, they just had a run with it. I think it might stay on Miz and Morrison. I think it makes sense mm, to have yeah. Ziggs and uh, Rude win it. St- you know, have that whole story come together. I'm going to... Oh, man. I'm going to have think, to go... I, I think Miz and Morrison is a good call, though. I'll go, re- I'll go for them to retain, and I hope uh, Heavy Machinery wins. I'll say Heavy Machinery gets a win at WrestleMania, but uh, I'll go retaining for... Yeah, Miz and Morrison. I think you have to have Heavy Machinery win a big one, because, like... I think, like, Otis is undeniable at this point. Like, he is a star for them. Like, yeah. people love him. And Triple H has even put him over. He said, that guy's going to be a star. Oh, yeah. And he's not wrong. Remember, um, remember, I don't know if you saw, like, remember there was, like, I don't know if it was a, tw- uh, it was a network special or a YouTube special where um, he was talking with Enzo. And, oh, it was Breaking Ground. Breaking Ground. I was going to say Breaking Ground. I love that show, and- man. It was great. And then it was, remember, he went to Enzo and Cass and was like, we're splitting Carmella off from you because she, we think we have big plans for her. Mm-hmm. Like, they know. There's a reason, like, Carmella is still there and is going to be there for a long time. Like, they knew. And I think Otis is like that guy. Like, we know he's going to be something special. Yeah. So, so I think a, a WrestleMania win would be amazing for him. Yeah. I, I 100% agree, and I, and I hope to see it. I, again, a little backstage stuff on those guys. I always say on the podcast, they, they say they're, like, really good backstage. They stay and help break down the ring and house shows and stuff like that I've heard in the past. So uh, I think uh, they're well-liked. The storyline's there. 
Uh, they got the skill. They got the charisma. Um, let's pull the trigger on it. And I have to say, Tucker looked better than he ever in any form I've seen him in, in WWE. He looked real good on SmackDown. I'm going to have to watch that match. Yeah, it's, it, if you got a few minutes, it's definitely worth like a half hour to watch. Okay. Um, the next match, oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Oh yeah, yeah, is uh, a three-way, a three-way, a three-on-one handicap match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. It is. I wish I had more alcohol to talk about this match. Uh, it's the champion Braun Strowman versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Braun Strowman. Yeah, it's not even close. Uh, he's going to pin Sami Zayn. Or stack them all on top of each other and pin them. I, 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 what the what happened to Sami Zayn? Uh, was he injured? He was injured. Then they made him a manager, and they just kept him there. And I'm just like, uh, one of my all-time favorites when supposedly he was El Generico before El Generico tragically died in Mexico. <laughs> um do you ever hear listen at the time uh, Steve Austin tried saying that on uh, his podcast with Kevin Owens? He's like, well, you know, that same as in is El Generico. He's like, no, he's not. El Generico died, and he was beheaded by the Mexican cartel in Mexico. He was trying to educate children. Wow. wow. Did... <laughs> and he was dead serious. He would not back off of that. I was like. Didn't they have a match where uh, it was yeah, El Generico just, just... versus Sami Zayn at one point? Or was it a T-shirt, at least, or something like that? Oh, that was it's a T-shirt he was selling yeah. for charity. That's amazing. Yeah, for his Sammy for Syria, where he's, I mean, Sammy is a good dude. Good dude, he's, yeah. he's raised a lot of money for, like, the Middle East, for people in the in the, the war zones and stuff. Yeah, come Great on. guy. Um, it, I mean, I'm happy these three guys are getting a payday for pay-per-view, but seeing the Battle Royal, guys. I, I mean, I, I have nothing to add to that, man. I, I hate to say it. Cesaro, phenomenal. Oh, Sammy, phenomenal. You know Shinsuke, phenomenal. You know, Shinsuke is done, man. Shinsuke is Shinsuke. I think he's at the end of end of the run. Yeah, he's a he's yeah, Shinsuke had. I I still maintain this, and it's not a popular opinion. His best match in WWE was his first match with Sami Zayn. I don't think he's had a great match since that. Yeah, not counting he's his NXT a, stuff. Well, I mean, even with his NXT stuff. Yeah, I think he's had good matches in NXT. But, like, if you're talking, like, Nakamura-level New Japan shit, like, I still think it was the Sami Zayn match. Um, okay. So where does Braun Strowman go at WrestleMania? Gosh. Because I, I was thinking maybe Dana Bryan, and that's who that's who goes for it, because he's the only other established guy. Are they going to bring Jeff in? Not to say he would be the guy, but... He's, I always think of that too. I mean, he's healthy. He's cleared. He's been backstage for three weeks. Yeah, good to see him healthy. Apparently, he got himself right again. It just, you know, hopefully he finally shakes those demons. It just keeps happening. But, uh, you know, he seems to be in a good place. He said he's going to be different. Like, that was the big headline, you know. Very creative. I hope so, man. Yeah. Um, at the same time, they could have a lot of fun with it and tie it into you know, Matt Hart, I mean, WWE wouldn't let this happen, but, you know, eventually, what, Jeff's contract is, I mean, it can't Except be, this year. yeah, I was to say, it can't be too much longer, because it got extended because of the injury, but my oh. guess is that he, he'll be out the door next. Mm, 
It's not, necess- not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have a good relationship, I think, with the Young Bucks. He has a good res- relationship with the Impact. I mean, I still have Matt Hardy, as of a few days ago, was like, oh, I'm still talking to Triple H about NXT. And I'm like, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, like, no, go to NXT. I still think the greatest storyline of all time could be built with Matt Hardy. You want, Yeah, you want to get into it, man? Because I thought you had a brilliant, brilliant uh, theory. Uh, so, like, my Matt Hardy theory, and I'll write this one day when I'm not tired, <laughs> is... Um, he talked about writing the greatest, you know, having a great storyline, a legendary storyline. Um, and then Tony Khan at AEW Revolution and his scrum was like, oh, uh, the Dark Order, which everyone thinks Matt Hardy's going to run, is this evil corporation and it goes on so many levels. And it, he's like, I know the story, the full story. You guys don't. He was talking to the press and he's like, you're really going to love where it goes. My whole thing is that I would love to see like what they did with the Conquest for Gold, which mm. might not be the right title, but is when the Hardys they won the Impact Tag Team Championship, the uh, they won the ROH belts, they won the PWX belts, and which is the Indian North Carolina, and they won the Crash titles. And what they did was it was like they were going around belt collecting around different promotions and like they would like time travel and or like Doctor Who the whole thing and they would end up in different places. I think this is when they fought the kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff fought a kangaroo. Jeff fought a kangaroo. That's right. Uh, So I was like, like, okay, wow, that would be a cool way to – for Matt Hardy to be like, okay – he, you know, we saw the free to the free the delete video where the bucks of you showed up. He's like, I knew you'd come. That was so fun. That was really just different and exciting. My heart, my heart was pounding during the whole thing because what I thought was going to happen was everyone thinks it's young bucks because they were going to tie it into the end of the being of the elite episode. And I was like, oh, watch, it's going to be the Rock and Roll Express because he's used them before too, and it wasn't. So I was like, All right, that's cool. What he could do is. The Dark Order and Tony Khan saying it's this it's this deeply rooted evil corporation. What happens like and we've seen these hints that it's Matt Hardy, like they just released a tweet today where the first letter of every word where the first letters of every line spell Matt Hardy. Mm. But what happens if it's like this multi promotional thing, like the conquest of gold but the Dark Order shows up in Ring of Honor and recruits like a PCO who lost the title and can't win it back, goes to the NWA and recruits somebody, goes to Impact and recruits somebody. So everywhere you go, there's the Dark Order. Right. And you know, you have the guys going to different promotions, they're coming in, coming out, and the final battle between the Dark Order and the Forces of Good is an AEW because Matt Hardy signed there. And you could have, say, like, oh, if they took PCO, that would be a great way for Marty and Flip and Brody King to go to AEW, show up in AEW. Um, so you could do, like, uh, Matt Hardy, and then say he's fighting, like, the ultimate uh, prize for the for Dark Order was Kenny Omega. So it would be, like, Kenny Omega, Marty, Flip, Brody King, and, like, say say they only do it with NWA and Ring of Honor. They get uh, Nick Aldis against the Dark Order, whoever that is. And that would, and you could combine all these different promotions into one huge feud, and you do the feud, the blow-off at their blood and guts, a.k.a. War Games type, type of match. And I think that would be really, really cool. Like, I think if Matt Hardy is allowed to create across, 
across multiple platforms, I think like he could do something really special and do something that no one's really ever done. That or a multi-promotional angle that lasts for a long time can be executed and done at a high level. And I think there was only one person who could really architect that. And that's a guy who's worked for almost every single one of those promotions and is beloved by all of them. That's Matt Hardy. Really, really well said. And it's exciting. You know, I compared it to when the, um, the Jetsons met the Flintstones, you know, when I was a kid, that like blew my mind. Um, so I'd love to see these cross promotions, even when I was at WrestlePro, um, you know, shout to WrestlePro. We love them. Uh, they always take good care of us, but uh, they had some, some, oh yeah, um, Pat Buck and all those guys. We, Kevin we saw, Matthews, Pat oh, Buck, because if you go to Kevin Matthews, going to come kick you in the face. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, but the first match, you know, I forget who who was it from the Dark Order. Um, Alex Reynolds. Yeah, that's, what, that's who it was. And, you know, came out with the mask and all that and representing the Dark Order. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And it's like, you know, it's like they're the foot soldiers or whatever, the foot clan or whatever you want to say. And even them showing up on, not to say Russell Pro's like the indies, but you know what I mean? Like even them showing up on, on like local shows, having, you know, Johnny Silver, a guy who we've seen at a lot of indie shows, Evolve, all that kind of stuff. Again, Evolve's a little bit more WWE involved right now, but... Uh, just having the Dark Order spread out to maybe some of the local indie stuff would be cool too. You know, having a guy pop up here and there. It's you know, you know, the kids kind of watch and they see him on Wednesday night on TV. Now they're you know in a gymnasium or whatever it is. I think that would be just so cool to see it spread out and then spread out on TV. Um, you know, you got Marty Scroll like you were saying working for ROH. Maybe some things can happen here. Um, it could get really interesting. Um, it could get really fun. And that's the, and that's the thing. Like I think we're at a point in wrestling where it's like. Yeah, like if everyone's just gonna be cool, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, um, yeah, let's do it. I mean, like you had like you know, like WWE would do stuff with like uh, Memphis promotions would be like the Nation of Domination would have a Memphis wing. You know what I mean? Uh, hell, even NWO had an NWO Japan with like uh, Chono and Muda and stuff like that. Like you know, so like it's not. It's not unreasonable. I mean, Matt Hardy was a Ring of Honor mainstay for a few years. Uh, he was a long time, you know, he was kept Impact Wrestling afloat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had a relationship with uh, with Billy Corgan, you know, with through Impact. So, I mean, like, uh, it can happen. It definitely could happen, man. I like it. You heard it here first. You heard it here first from Mr. Bill Bodkin. Tony Khan, if you're listening... You're Bro, welcome. you're welcome. <laughs> no, just hire me, please. <laughs> please. My job sucks. Uh, <laughs> let's get to what I guess is the main event of this show. Um, and it's the Elimination Chamber for uh, the number one contendership for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. That will be Natalia versus Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler versus Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Sarah Logan. I mean, I think the real question here is, does Shayna Baszler not win? I mean, it's WWE, so, like, I could totally see them doing something wonky. Um, Man, I feel like Elimination Chamber, like, I don't know what happened. Like, I feel like this should have been right after the Royal Rumble. Like, what was the pay-per-view after Royal Rumble? Uh... I I think there was just the show that uh, we do not speak of. I could be wrong. Oh, it was just a Saudi show, and then mm-hmm. it was. Oh man, like 
Yeah, Super Showdown was the previous show. And that's such a, it's such a, ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's just such a, it's such a bad idea. Uh, I think it was Leap Year has messed up everything this year. Yeah, don't get me uh, started, it, bro. Uh, yeah, it's just a bad idea. Because uh, it's just like they shouldn't have done the NXT Portland show and they shouldn't have done Super Showdown. I mean, messed up so much because Elimination Chamber, right now, you're looking at like, okay, if you wanted to complicate the storyline, you can't, you don't really have a lot of time to do it. You have a month to tell a lot of these stories mm-hmm. and that's not good. And it's so, it seems super obvious that Shayna Baszler is going to win. But someone threw out there that, you know, Nia Jax, hey, what about Nia Jax? Could she take out Sarah Lewin, who is definitely the odd woman out here? Yeah. And and, and then come in and then we run a, a Nia Jax-Becky Lynch match. And I'll be honest with you, that sucks. Like, it, it's just like you built up Shayna Baszler just to have Nia Jax in there. Like, that's dumb. Um because I still think, like I said, every big fucking pay-per-view, Ronda Rousey's coming back sometime. Because um, mm. I don't care if she hasn't been here for a year. She's on a contract for another year. So WWE's not going to have her sit on her ass for a full year and not work. Did you know? she show up at the Performance Center or something like that? She was definitely in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was definitely at some stuff. She was hanging with Cain Velasquez. I mean, man, I could see her costing... The money is not in Becky and Nia Jax for sure, but I think the money is Ronda Rousey helping Shayna Baszler win that damn belt. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Okay, I thought yeah, I thought you were I, I going. Think, I thought you were going. Ronda checks in tomorrow and uh, gets the match with Becky at WrestleMania. No, no, no. Because I think I mean I mean don't rule anything out, but I think. You got to build Shayna Baszler because I think she her time in NXT has run its course, and I think it's like put her out there, have her beat Becky Lynch, make her because Becky will have a whole year with that belt, so have her just win it, and then you know what, Ronda and Becky build that shit up. Have them feud, and then Shayna can move on to someone else. And you could have like a babyface Nia Jax return, and it could be Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, or they shake it up, and it's like somebody else. I don't know. Like, say if Charlotte doesn't win, it could be Charlotte and Shayna Baszler for all I care. I don't, I don't really care. But it's just like put Shayna Baszler in a main, main event feud, but also have Becky and Ronda in a main event feud because you're allowed WWE to have more than a few big time feuds in the women's division. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, man. Uh, Go ahead. Because what would have been cool is, like, the only other outcome I could see is, like, Asuka winning the whole thing and then her and Shayna fighting for it. Or there's, like, a wonky double pin or something like that. And then it's, like, Asuka and Shayna have this, like, kind of feud to see who's going to go. And then it finally is determined it's going to be Shayna Baszler. Um, it's kind of weird that we're building an anticipation for a heel, but I don't know. It's just me. It's it's weird also, if you think about it, the Elimination Chamber has always been for the title, you know, so the person would have to defend the title. You know, we had that big moment with Kofi last year uh, in the Elimination Chamber where the crowd was going nuts. Obviously, he got the gold at WrestleMania, which we were there for. It was an amazing moment. 
but I think uh, it, like Shayna and Becky are already feuding. Like they're feuding, 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 but there's no match. You know what I mean? There's no title I feel match. Like you you had mentioned this too with the NXT problem. Is I feel like WWE's just tipped their hand. It was like, okay, this is the the thing, but we have to get through all this other shit first. Right. Where it was like. Oh, Ray is going to fight Charlotte, but oh, we have Bianca before that. All right, well, I guess we got to get through that feud. But you're just like, I already know she's going to fight her. Yeah, it is the same thing when she's so fighting. Like, she's fighting Tony Storm while Bianca's on deck. So it, it's yeah. just the same thing, yeah. and it's just like, and it's such a cold match because it's not like like the other elimination chambers where you see like there's like a hot feud. It's just like. Sarah Logan is like who I'm a fan of. Me too. Yeah, and, and I was a been. fan of before she even got in WWE, and it was like she like that match, but was she refereed Ruby Riot versus Liv Morgan? I don't know if I've heard a quieter crowd for a women's match in a very long time. Yeah. Nobody cared. Like Ruby is fresh off injury. Liv is. Looks great in the ring. I think Liv Morgan is like, wow, she looks awesome, but no one gives a shit because she was in a terrible angle and now it, that has been dropped and she's just used to be. Now she's just like, oh, she's Liv Morgan and she has blonde hair and she wears black leather. Cool. Yeah. It's like, well, who's Liv Morgan now? Like, what is she? Like, she's, I mean, I think she's exponentially better than she was in her ride squad, but it's like, who the hell is she? Like, what? Why do we even care about her? Like, but we don't. I mean, it's just like we. It's it's a very cold match, and it's kind of showing that WWE has not booked their women's division very well in 2019, going into 2020. Yeah, and if ever they could swerve us, now's the time because I think you know if you're a betting man or woman or whatever. You're betting on Chain of Baszler to win that match. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't want them to swerve us. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Don't get cute. But if they did, like, say Ronda does pop in, you know, the way I see this going on paper, uh, it comes down to Asuka and Baszler. Baszler gets it. Big win over Asuka. Uh, big victory over a name like Asuka. Uh, that Ronda Rousey popping in, that, that could be a good way to end the pay-per-view, though. Uh, that makes it a little bit more interesting than you know maybe Shane ends up going back to that NXT ladder match. I don't I don't know because they still advertise Shane no, as, no. as well. She's advertised and I don't think that's happening, but she is advertised uh, as an NXT superstar on Raw. She's not a Raw superstar. And that's like we I've mentioned this to you before. It's like it's so funny how you're looking at WrestleMania and it's like all the dudes are fighting part time legends like John Cena and the Fiend. And all the women, well, two of the major women in WWE main roster are fighting to win from NXT. So it's showing you that they have done nothing really to build main or any of the main roster women onto the level of Charlotte, where they perceive Charlotte and Becky. And they have built none of the men to be on the level of Goldberg and Cena and like to be on the main event level against their top guys. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's weird, you know. I think WrestleMania is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this this pay per view is just kind of confusing. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun. You know why? Because we're going to be over at Buffalo Wild Wings having the Bob Culture Podcast WrestleMania viewing party. Bring the kids. There's going to be costumes. Better, better tell them where that Buffalo Wild Wings are because Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings is pr- 
prolific across the yeah. state of New Jersey. Yes, I, I wish we could live stream at all of them, but it will be in Brick, New Jersey, for all you New Jersey people. We will have a costume contest. We will have trivia. We will probably have impressions if Vac's going to be there. We are going to have uh, giving out those pop vinyls to winners. We got lots of goodies from WWE Shop. It's going to be awesome, and uh, there's wings and wrestling, a lot of wrestling. We're going to be there for a long time. Uh, we'll probably have some tunes as well. It's going to be a good time, and... Uh, you know, uh, you guys should all come out. Shameless promo right there. I mean, that, I mean, that was a beautiful live read if I ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, WrestleMania is like. Let's. I guess we could. Should we talk about WrestleMania? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily want. To. I'm just not. I'm not like. I'm not hyped. You know, like we're saying. Like I'm not. I feel like like we're we're getting these matches out and like you know even this pay per view. You know, like it was supposed to be a, a number one contenders match elimination chamber. They kind of advertised, but they never talked about it on the show. That got scrapped. Now Roman's taking on Goldberg. Okay, that could be cool. I guess. Uh, you know, it's just like I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm more excited about your Dark Order idea. <laughs> you know, that's that gets me pumped. You know, seeing Matt talk to the Young Bucks, that, that got me pumped. Um, you know, uh, I'm interested to see what's going on with Gargano. That's, that's a whole other thing. But, like, all these, you know, like, I, I, I miss SmackDown, and I'm not, like, you know, again, we keep it very positive here, but it's just, uh, I'm not feeling it, bro. I'm not. I don't uh, think this, this, this show has the potential, which WWE has done in the past, of a show on paper. It's just like, eh, yeah. this looks okay and they over deliver and i think this has a potential to over deliver sure i really do i mean hey man you're gonna give me shana bays on an oscar that shit's gonna be awesome like um yeah i, I and i think like that tag elimination chamber when it gets down to the gritty could be awesome i think alistair and aj styles yes. could be awesome and i definitely like i yes. already said daniel bryan and drew gulak is probably gonna be the match of the night like but going into WrestleMania, but it's so weird that we're heading into WrestleMania and a month away, a little less than a month away, there is no John Cena on the show. There's no Bray Wyatt on the show. There's no Roman Reigns on the show. There's no Bill Goldberg on the show. There's no Drew McIntyre on the show. There's no Brock Lesnar on the show. Uh, there's no, um, is that it? Yeah, no, no, the, the, you're looking at three matches of a top, top money drawing guys. None of them have been announced for this show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's free. And oh, and then there's no Charlotte. There's no Becky. There's no Rhea. I mean, she, Becky's probably going to be there. But like, all these matches for WrestleMania, none of the people are competing in it. It's like, this is being like, this is like a D show. And I think it's, gonna, it's still going to be really good. But it's just like, it's so wild that we, we aren't having any of these people there. And those are the people that are selling WrestleMania. I agree, man. I mean, I don't even know what else to say. It's, uh, you know, I hope it's surprising. Really excited for Styles, Aleister Black. You got me kind of hyped a little bit more for Brian Gulek. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they bring to the table. You know, I'm hoping for some surprises. Hell, there's no, there's no, they don't even have Baron Corbin on this. When was the last time Baron Corbin was on a pay-per-view? I know. Oh, there's also no Randy Orton or Edge. I mean, I was like, yeah. these are your top guys that are even on the show. And trust me, I don't ever need to see Baron Corbin. There it is. There it is. <laughs> but I mean, but no, I'm saying like, WWE considers him a top guy. He's not there. I mean, it's just a, it's a very unusual pay-per-view. Yeah. And this is, uh, this is the last stop on the road to WrestleMania right here. Pay-per-view. And, awesome. and I just, and I just figured out there's two ways you can go with Baron Corbin. Okay. One of them is logical, and one of them is totally illogical. 
the logical standpoint would be him versus Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the that one. That's sense. the missing link, man. You hit it on the head. That's it. Done. You are correct. Or, or, and this is still a possibility. Don't rule this shit out. Who's the true king? Baron Corbin or Tyson Fury? Huh. I like the first one. I, I think I think you solved the puzzle. It'll be Cor- it'll be Corbin versus I Strowman. Ra- I would rather see Baron Corbin. No, sorry, Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak as his manager uh, versus then and see Baron Corbin get dropped in like thirty seconds by Tyson Fury. Yeah, I think I'd rather see that. Yeah, because Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin does not exactly thrill me. But I mean, like, if you're gonna get the hype and the spectacle, man, Fury dropping Corbin, I'm okay with that. Because Corbin's not gonna lose anything by the best, the guy who just won one of the best heavyweight fights the last twenty years. Yeah, it's dropping him like a sack of potatoes. I ain't gonna do that. It's <laughs> like, he ain't gonna lose anything by that. Yeah, they wouldn't be bad. Yeah, no. I mean, it wouldn't be good either. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's like it's it would be entertaining, and of course, then you have, always have to realize that Hulk Hogan's thrown out there that he can have one more match. Oh, that too. Oh man, a lot of these guys are but, coming back. I, I don't even know what to make of all of it. It's uh, everyone wants. Well, when you have we have over three hundred guys, men and women, signed to your roster, both full time and freelance. This is the shit that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Let's use some of these guys. Uh, you know, like you said, all all the WrestleMania like main eventers really are not involved in this pay per view. You look back and think about it. I'm sure there'll be some appearances, but that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Very uh, confusing. I don't know. Listen, man. All I'm saying is, everyone tuned in early for Brian versus Gulak. Love it. Yeah, man. And uh, I think we're gonna be over at House Wittis with the Anti Smark. Our good buddy, uh, maybe he's cooking up some brisket or something. I think, I forget what he said, or turkey sliders or something. He's always got some good... Son of a bitch. He's probably, like, listening to this podcast, like, God damn it, Bill, you're such an AEW nerd. Yeah. He's like, like, Baron Corbin's going to win everything. Oh, man. All right, Bill, before we get out of here, tell them where they can follow you and uh, check out some pretty stellar uh, WWE uh, superstar interviews that we got recently. Yes, so you can go to every every day. I would love for you to go check out thepopbreak.com. The interviews Rob is talking about are the interviews that are conducted by Rob. Um, <laughs> and they were awesome. Uh, Rob just recently conducted an interview with Dana Brooke uh, and Rusev. Both very entertaining interviews, very informative interviews. Um, you know, check them out on thepopbreak.com. They're, they're great. He does great work. We have a, a great staff for wrestling. I mean, we're covering Monday Night Raw every week. We're covering uh, AEW and NXT every week, or almost every week. Yes. Uh, and, and SmackDown on Fridays. Like, And we're covering all the WWE pay-per-views and AEW pay-per-views. And, you know, we'll be talking, I you know, coming towards WrestleMania season, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. We, you know, we, got, we might be some interviews coming our way. We had a very fertile WrestleMania season last year. Jake the Snake, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, so, you know, maybe you see a little bit of that happening this year with the Tampa Bay area. Um, of course, 
we also cover movies and TV and music and comic books. We've got a ton of great stuff going on, a lot of awesome writers, and that's why we've been around for 10 years. So go check out thepopbreak.com every single day. We're at popbreak.com, all spelled out on Twitter, forward slash popbreak.com, all spelled out on Facebook, and at thepopbreak on Instagram. Love it, Bill. And dare I say, like, our road to WrestleMania has been pretty solid so far. Dare I say better than uh, some of the WWE stuff going on right now. I think our road to WrestleMania has been resplendent. Love it, man. If there was a giant pop break uh, sign hanging in the room, I, I would point to it in my lighthouse over here. I would, uh, I point, I'm pointing to a folded-up poster from our first-ever Christmas show right now, so close enough. Perfect, man. All right, I think that's a good way to end it. Bill, thank you so much for making this happen, and uh, enjoy the pay-per-view, my friend. All right, don't forget to keep warm with that lighthouse, buddy. All right, I'll see you, brother. All right, next up, our WrestleMania picks, man. We'll see you soon. All right, bro, peace.